Hi, and welcome to the Quick and Dirty Romance Podcast. We're your hosts. I'm Sky McDonald, author of the Auntie Bell series. And I'm Sarah Smith, author of Faker, If You Never Come Back, and Simmer Down. Each episode, we'll dive deep into what it's like to be a contemporary romance author. We'll talk writing inspiration, give you the inside scoop about the publishing world, chat about how we write those infamous sex scenes, and more. And then we'll pull out and wrap it up in 30 minutes or less. But we promise to leave you satisfied. And if you haven't already read our books, please be sure to check them out after you listen to this podcast and DM us with any questions or requests you might have for future episodes. As always, your likes, reviews, and shares help us out a a whole lot, and we really appreciate you for them. So today we're going to jump right on in with a little bit of a read aloud. This is from Not Suitable for Work. You're next, Celeste. I'm asking if it hurts. You've been rubbing it the last two days. I glanced up. Benjamin wore a neutral expression, but he twitched his brow. Maybe you'd be less of a jerk if you took care of it, he said. Maybe. I hesitated, unsure if I was crazy to hear the unspoken implication behind his words. But I tried working it out last night, and it still hurts. Hmm, hold up your hand. I did, and he mirrored me. Yeah, see, your hands are small. You probably need someone stronger to do it for you. Ben's expression sparked with unveiled amusement, his tone overly concerned, clearly enjoying the game. Meanwhile, my pulse pounded with what felt a lot like fear. We can't do this. Are you offering, Benjamin? Amusement darkened into something far more potent. He walked behind me. Only if you're asking, Celeste. It hurts, I said. Can you help? Sarah? And this is an excerpt from Faker. Slowly, his hands glide up my thigh to the hem of my leggings, then the waistband. Okay, if these come off, I moan and mm-hmm. Lycra fabric soon pools at my ankles, and the hot moisture of his breath is all I feel on my thighs. I lean my head up to gaze at Tate. Cloudy eyes and kiss swollen lips greet me. Then he scoots closer between my legs, his face at my thighs. Let's see how I compare to your hand. Oof. (laughs) All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of Quick and Dirty. Uh, And we're going to get quick and dirty today about consent, in case you can't tell from those readings. Um, Both of those are examples of our first books and how we played out consent in them. Um, And today we're just going to take a few moments because we were inspired uh, a couple weeks ago. We wrote a article for Frolic Network, which we are a proud part of, on tips for writing sexy scenes in books. And our point number three is probably the most important of them all, which is consent is sexy. So today we're going to talk all about that and a few other points and how to work in consent and why it is so very important. Sarah, I know that that's been a big thing for you for a long time. Um, You want to start us off here, like inspo for that? Yeah, so I am definitely of the opinion that consent can be very sexy. I know that when you're talking about consent, um, some people unfortunately have some very antiquated ideas about like how you're supposed to establish it and like, oh, it ruins the mood if you check in with your partner, which is absolutely ridiculous. It does not. Um, And I think, you know, there are some romance books that the consent um, is kind of muddled or dubious. And I don't like, that's always made me feel really uncomfortable as somebody who loves reading romance. 
Um, in the past, I feel like I've read books where the consent always, like, wasn't always clear. And that always made me really uncomfortable. But I feel like recently there has been a push in um, the romance community or the romance writing community to do a better job of establishing consent in our writing and to make it really clear that um, both characters or all of the characters that are involved in this act are a thousand percent into it. And it doesn't have to be some like clinical, like, hello, are you ready to have sex with me? Like, it doesn't have to be something like that. It can be part of the heat of the moment. It can be um, sexy things that you say to each other. So I think it's just really important to establish that. And yeah, and I honestly, I think it's a lot of fun to write. It can be a really, it can be a really exciting part of your character's dialogue and it can be a really exciting part of the workup to the big moment for them. Um, I don't know, Sky. What are your feelings about about this topic? I think. I mean, I think they're pretty clear, but like we should talk about them. Too. You know, it's a funny thing, and it's a thing that I really I'm very proud to work hard to make it sexy for people. Um, you know, I always kind of it's a strange way in which so many of these things we talk about make me think about my other, the other side of my life, which is, of course, teaching. Um, but in thinking about consent, especially in this day and age and empowerment, um, it, it is so important to be able to bring that in and show. And I'm, and I'm very proud to work in a, in a realm of writing that shows how wonderful and like bonding that can be. Right. As opposed to, like you said, awkward or uncomfortable, like we are in such a time of uncertainty. And I know a lot of people in reality have expressed a lot of different trepidations and foreboding about especially, honestly, men, men that I know saying like, yes, consent, it makes me very nervous because I'm worried. Like, what does how, how do you know that it is for sure? a Yes. And you know, that's the thing, like, we have to meet in the middle and be able to dialogue with each other. And if we're not comfortable with something, say, like, no, I'm not comfortable with that. Um, which, you know, that doesn't play out normally in the books. Although, you know, if somebody's uncomfortable, they will stop. Um, but yeah, you know, because I have to teach a certain amount of, like, I do, uh, every year I have to do a lesson in the in the classroom on STDs and specifically HIV, which generally becomes a conversation about staying safe and staying healthy and staying okay with yourself and making good choices, right? So, like, I'll tell my kids, my, my kids, my students, these are seniors in high school, like, you, you can always say no mm -hmm. at any moment and any time you can say no, no matter how many times you've done this thing with this same person or whether it's your first time or no matter how far along you've gone, you can say no. And what I tell them is I'm like, and let me tell you right now, it will be awkward as hell. You will feel terribly embarrassed. You will feel sick to your stomach because you, how did you stop that? What were you even thinking? I was like, but one moment of discomfort is much better than a lifetime of regret. Mm -hmm. So like, all bringing all that back, the ability to make fun romantic books where two adults are very clearly green lighting each other. Hell yeah, I'm here for that. Like, I think that's like, that's, that's a great way to like practice what you preach. I want to be able to tell my partner, no, 
right? Like if I'm with someone in any capacity, including as a friend and they're saying something I don't want to hear, right? Like this is not always about like getting, getting into sexuality. Like it's about finding your voice to say, yes, I'm good with this. Or you know what? Like, no, I'm not really good with this. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm, I think it's wonderful. Um, and I think it's super important that we're doing things that make it so fun. Do you want to give us another consent is sexy example yes I was I also I want to add a little thing that what you just talked about reminded me of and I think is worth mentioning I think and this is what I hope I hope that because more and more books romance books are prioritizing consent and making it very clear that their characters are consenting to whatever sexual act that they are participating in it will hopefully better normalize it or more normalize it you know what I mean like it's not hopefully someday we can talk about this and it's not gonna be like oh well that's really weird that you should like have to talk about it hopefully it can be something where we're like oh yeah absolutely I wouldn't even think about doing this with another person unless I knew that we were both on the same page and we had talked about it before whatever I don't know yeah can I ask you because like I, I love your books but right now I'm not thinking about the scene how do you handle protection Oh, good question. So I always, there's always a mention of the characters using a condom yeah. in writing. Um, it's not, it's, it's not like, I'm not like devoting paragraphs to condom usage or anything like that. It's just, it's always like a mention, like, and then he opens the drawer or like he pulls out a condom from his wallet or whatever, or whatever, or like, sometimes it'll be like, and then I hear like, that foil rip or whatever, like yeah. some, you foil know, what <laughs> or whatever, whatever the method is, it's just in my books currently up to this point, it has always been um, a situation where the male character um, has a condom because that yeah. just seems to be um, just where I have them go. But like, uh, that's how I handle it. And that's honestly how I have, that's most often what I read in other current romances. I'm I'm not saying that's what they're all like, obviously. Every, I'm sure there are some books that um, are different, but like, is that how you handle it, Skye? Like, yeah. And so, you know, actually, I think like, I'm feeling like, I'm almost like, how can I have asked you that? Because I know your books, of course, but actually, I think that's actually a testament to the the subtlety that you put it in there. Sorry, innuendo jokes, they're always my weakness. Um, but like, no, it's like, it's so, it's so like integrated into the scene that it's subtle, right? Yeah. As opposed to like either this giant PSA in the middle of the book, like put on condoms, kids. <laughs> or like, and I, I have read a couple in the past year where there was no mention. And when there is no mention, I'm like, oh, really? You just, <sighs> just went on right, on right on in there without without anything. Because like, I want, I do, I use, uh, condoms are always the first step in my book. Actually, there's a scene in Not Suitable for Work where Ben has to go out to buy more. Um, yes. Because, you know, there's a, lot, there's a lot of steam in the book. So, but like, yeah, he has to go, he had one, and then like, there's going to be more sexy time, so he goes to get more. Um, which is also like a nice, like, I, I built that in as like a break in the moment, you know, to like give him a second. But yeah, like, no, that's very important. And then if they do, and I think most of my couples do get to the point where they're going to, like, not use protection, 
But like, if they do get to that point, they have a conversation about it. And again, I'll point to not suitable for work because it's actually a moment where Ben like brings the app up on his phone where he just had like his blood work done. And so like mm. Celeste is so nervous um, for good reason uh, based on her past that like he he even like goes to the point where he shows her he's like, no, this is my blood work. And like he's not even asking to not use condoms. Like he just wants her to know that she's safe. So yeah. like. I have. I don't think there's anything buzzkill or unromantic about telling your partner, "Hey, I am a responsible adult who, when I do have sex with people, I use protection." Right? Like, yeah. again, this whole idea of like that takes you out of the moment, or that's a buzzkill kind of thing. It's like, no, it's not. It, it it actually allows me to be free. It allows it allows the character to like say, "All right, I'm not like in the back of my mind thinking like, Ugh, you know." Mm-hmm. So. I definitely think that's subtle working in. But if if I read one that does not have the mention of it, I am like, mm. Mm-hmm. So. Honestly, I'm the same way, too. I get the same, like, very cringy, like, really? You guys are going to do this without a condom? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So you just met. Uh, <laughs> you don't know where he's been. Uh, but, like, yeah, no, really. Um, those are the kind of things, like, in real life, they can be sexy. I mean, and again, I, it's so funny, like, but that is what I tell my students too, because you know, they're 17 years old, they're 18 years old. And it's like, look, here's the real talk. This is a fine thing to demand of someone. Mm-hmm. Like there is nothing wrong with saying I value myself enough to stay safe. Mm-hmm. And in the same way with the consent, it's like, I value myself enough to say, to wait until the other person says yes. Right. Yes. It's exactly. important. Yep. Um, and I, and I also, I just want to add this little thing because I'm, I'm really glad you said like creating expectations and making it okay to have those expectations. Like in my, so in my books, my characters are all adults, obviously I, um, they're all in their twenties or thirties. So, and I feel like when you are an adult in your twenties and thirties, you should be responsible enough to know that you need to have condoms with you if you plan on having sex with somebody at some point. And I hate, and if you don't, cause you know, like there have, there are times when you don't always have, you know, a 24 pack of Trojans with you at all times, you need to be willing to go to, I don't know, gas station, wherever you go buy your condoms, you need to be willing to go and get them or, to stop what you're doing and I don't know, do something that doesn't require yeah. contraception or, or um, sorry, condoms. I just like, and I love, I wanted to say and not suitable for work when Ben has to go to the store and buy more condoms. I love that because I think everybody, I mean, at least everybody I know that's happened to us, mm-hmm. you know, we have to be like, Oh shit, we need more condoms. Or yep. And I love that because it's real. And it should be normalized. Like, it shouldn't be this, like, oh, well, sometimes they have condoms and sometimes they don't. And uh, we'll just see how that goes. Like, that's horrible. I don't ever want that to be the expectation. And I think that is normal for some people. And I hate that it is. So I just, if we can do more, like, in our books or in whatever to normalize, one, consent, but also, two, protection, um, such as condoms. So I'm, I just wanted to say like, that was really, really important to me. And I'm glad to see that I read that in your book. Cause that made me really, really excited that 
they, you know, Ben and Celeste were adults and they were willing to go get more condoms than they needed. Yeah, and yeah. I think that's the most times I've said the word condoms in like, <laughs> in like three minutes. Well, you know, and I think that's the thing. Like we talk a lot here about how we create the fantasy of romance and how, you know, our characters are certain, have, meet certain ideals that are not realistic. And that is fine. But this is a place where I don't think, I, and it's interesting. It would be interesting to know, it, like, it could be said, like, well, that's a double standard, right? So every one of your dudes has, like, a six or an eight pack, but condoms have got to come in. And it's like, yeah, actually, they do. Like, I don't mind, like, creating an ideal situation or creating the happily ever after. But there are some pieces that I think forward the way we want to see people be with whoever their partner may be, right? Mm-hmm. And so, like... Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, I could see where somebody would say, well, it's a double-edged sword if, you know, all of your dudes are, like, flawless, but, like, oh, you're raising an eyebrow at forgetting to mention the condom. And it's, like, true, but that's my preference. Like, I I think that there are ways in which these ideal situations and characters can actually carry over. And, you know, I mean, it's not all or nothing. And for me, dialoguing and creating ideal but... Like, like basically making the ideal consent, right? Like, consent is part of the ideal. If my characters are all going to end up with a happily ever after, consent is part of that, right? And, like, that's a bit basis for a healthy relationship. And health is part of the basis of a healthy, trusting relationship. So, to me, like, I'm very, very glad to be able to, like, write in more of that. Um, and I do think, like... And, you know, as we also mentioned in our Frolic article, too, and, of course, we'll drop the link below if you guys want to check it out. It's three tips for writing um, romance. And one, our first one is to keep it real-ish, right? Like, you want to make that craft. That's part of a romance writer's craft is to, like, make the ideal feel real, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think that's part of it. And then, of course, the other is, like, don't dodge the moment. Um and be sensible, right? So, like, this, it's that sort of, like, perfect concoction of fantasy and reality brought together. I, I don't know. I, I like it, and I'm very proud to be able to write and be among writers who value that, I think I would say. Yeah, I think you're totally right, Sky. and I honestly, I like that you pointed out that some people, I don't know, criticize Romans, like, oh, you are going to make him have this beautiful, perfect body, but, like, oh, we're talking about condoms, and I get so annoyed with like, what is wrong with, you know, writing the things that we want in, in a story? Like there's nothing wrong. I don't think you should have to apologize for that. Like so much of romance to me is aspirational. Um, Mm -hmm. Like I know uh, there are story arcs that most romances follow and like tropes, but like, I feel like romance really, um, really prioritizes communication, female empowerment, um, good sex, orgasms for women, consent, all of that stuff that I feel like we don't always get in real life. And there's nothing wrong with glorifying that in a romance because, I mean, like we said before, I hope that someday all of these things won't be, you know, controversial hot button topics. I hope that someday, like it's a hundred percent a given that you would want to 
make sure that you as a woman have an orgasm when you are with your partner, when you have sex with whoever you have sex with, or that you are, whoever you are, a guy or woman, however you identify, it's always important to you to get consent from the person that you are sleeping with. And um, yeah, I feel like, I, I don't know if aspirational is the right word, but I feel like a lot of romance is aspirational, but it shouldn't be, it should just be how the world is. It should just be how a good relationship, how a good romance is to me, I guess. Yes. I agree. And that's where, you know, we get into like wanting to make characters with depth, even if the story is light and quick, right? Mm -hmm. Like, but you want to build in like a human being going through the scary, like thrilling process of falling in love. And as you build that in, like if you're going to really get them to the happily ever after, and, and honestly, if the happily ever after is going to be believable, they're both going to have to have ended in mm-hmm. many ways um, to the relationship because relationships are hard and like saying to someone you know this is it right like at the as as we try to get to the happily ever after the happily for now if you want that to be believable they have to have built an amount of trust right it can't have been you know especially in one of our i mean i think our shared favorite trope which is enemies to lovers or rivals to lovers it's like where did the trust get built in that these people who used to like growl at each other are now like moaning for each other, if you will. (laughs) But like consent has to be part of that step by step, bringing it together. Right. Mm -hmm. And so like, I think I, I love that we both value this and I think it's so important in like current culture to make sure that women and men and all genders, no matter where you are on the spectrum, know that you have that right to say yes. And you have the right to be given the moment to, to say yes, right? And yeah. that goes both ways. That's not just that's not just like for the dude or however the relationship, because there's all sorts of relationships. Both of you get to say yes. And I think that that's really, really valuable and beautiful. Yes. So, yeah. Um, all right. So we're going to we're going to bring this one. This one has been a quick and dirty with with like a lot of empowerment, hasn't it? It's um, great. I love it. Yeah. So that was, like so we started with our first books and the consent there, but you know, we 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 keep it we keep it consistent. So I'm going to close by reading from Nemesis and then Sarah, you're going to do an excerpt from Simmer Down, right? Yes. Okay. So Nemesis is Live and Will. And Will and Live are talking and he says, "What do you want, Live?" I rolled my eyes. "What do you want, William?" A tiny smile ghosted his lips before he blinked and scowled. I want you to stop deflecting. Nothing more than that. Push me away and get the hell out of here. End this now. Tell me what a bastard I am. He bent his elbows to bring us closer, dropped his voice and said, but whatever you do, Liv, be damn sure it's exactly what you want to do. Exactly what I want? I sucked my lip between my teeth and and shook with chilly potential. Then I exhaled and gripped his collar. A little tug brought us nose to nose. I inhaled deeply his clean, spicy scent like lavender and black pepper. The bourbon became a dizzying top note. I know exactly what I want. Damn it. Will didn't move, so I tugged again and opened my lips. Our mouths grazed each other and sent bolt after bolt of electricity down to my toes. His breath was shallow, lips dry and soft as they dusted mine. I hate you, I breathed. I know. Kiss me, Will Langer. Will froze, then grinned, all in the split second before he drowned me in a kiss. Consent. 
I love that. I love that scene so much. I remember reading that scene. I'm like, ah, this is so good. Because in this moment, they don't even really, you know, like each other. But the consent is established. It's just there. Yeah. Here. All right. <laughs> okay. So here is Simmer Down. Uh, this is a scene between the characters Nikki and Callum. If you change your mind about this, it's okay, Callum said. I understand, really. I'm instantly cold at the loss of contact, and that's when I know I want him right here, right now. Any and all consequences can go straight to hell. I shake my head, panicked at the thought that I've given him the wrong idea. All those worries from home don't matter right now. Callum and I have managed to look past all that since leaving Maui. Now we see who we really are, what we really want, and that's each other. That's not it at all. I don't want to leave. It's just, tell me what you want. I tug at the bottom of the shirt. I need to hear you say the words. Tell me this is bad, but you don't care. Tell me you know what a terrible idea it is for us to do this because of our history, because when we go back to Maui, we'll have to forget this ever happened, I say. Tell me that you're willing to do it anyway, because gently he takes my chin between his thumb and index finger. Right now, I don't care about any of that. I just want you. Ooh, that was good for me. Was it good for you, Sarah? Hell yeah, it was good for me. <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening. If you like what you hear, please, please do leave us a review on iTunes or wherever you are listening to this podcast. And if you haven't already read our books, they are Not Suitable for Work, Off the Record, and Nemesis by me, Sky McDonald, and Faker, If You Never Come Back, and Simmer Down by Sarah Smith. You can find us on Twitter at Quick and Dirty Rom and on Instagram at Quick and Dirty Romance. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Writer Sky McD. And you can also find me on Twitter and Instagram. I am at Author Sarah S. We'd love to hear from you, so reach out and DM us with any questions or requests for future episodes. Quick and Dirty Romance is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. Find more podcasts you'll love at frolic.media/podcasts. Thanks again for listening, everyone. We'll see you soon. Bye.